Welcome to the Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. This podcast is hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And one of the things I love about the Christian life, it's the fact that I am not alone. I mean, I know I've got my church family, but it's the fact that God himself, his Holy Spirit is with me. It is a great promise and a great assurance to know that we are not alone, that he is with us. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that. We are in a study called Set Apart, A Life Lived for God. And today we're going to focus in on what it means to be set apart with, the, with this assurance that we're not alone, that God is with us. Uh, we're delighted to have Gina Rogers with us. Gina, hello. welcome to our podcast. It's always fun to have you with us. Uh, Gina is currently the content editor for uh, Bible Studies for Life Young Adult. And anytime I see Gina, Rod Stewart's Forever Young is playing in the background. You qualify <laughs> perfectly as the young adult uh, content editor, Thank Gina. Thank you very much. Let me ask you all to stay with us to the end of this podcast because I want to have a conversation with Gina because she's working on the young adult materials. Gina and I want to tell you about some changes, some good things that are going to happen in the fall with our young adult resources and the daily discipleship guide as well. Now, that's a teaser that will be for the end of this podcast. But for our study today, we're talking about being set apart and the Holy Spirit being with us. We'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 for this whole study, but let me set the context here, what's happening in 1 Corinthians. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and this church has a lot of issues he's got to address. And one is the fact that, well, he talks about this in chapter 1, that they're taking sides on whom they prefer. Some said they preferred Apollos, some preferred Paul, some Peter. And then there's this whole super spiritual prideful group that says, well, I just follow Jesus. And so what he's laying out for them is that it's not us, it's not these men that matter. What he talks about is where wisdom comes from. He says that when I came to you, I didn't come with wisdom. I didn't come with a lot of these credentials. Paul said, I came in the fear of the Lord and trust in him. So now when you get to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he's going to talk about the source of wisdom. And that's where I want to pick up in verse 6. These are Paul's words. We do, however, speak a wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery, a wisdom God predestined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom, because if they had known it, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human heart has conceived, God has prepared these things for those who love him. I just see in this passage that as God's children, we have been giving something far greater than worldly wisdom. So it's interesting to me that right out of the gate and in our conversations as we meet in a group, that we can talk about the difference between the wisdom of this world and God's wisdom. And we mentioned a little bit um, a few weeks ago, we were talking about the fact that um, 
the wisdom of this world and who do people go to for advice um it's kind of scary to think of how how people look to people for answers who are social media uh influencers that think all kinds of weird and crazy stuff and so it's a little scary for me to think about um how how believers look to uh the internet for for answers about uh about spiritual things or about important significant things in life uh from people who are crazy well i just as chris was talking i was thinking about we have information overload. I mean, at our fingertips, information about everything we can imagine and then some. And I know it's just really hard to, you know, I know, sometimes I'll read things and I think, I don't, is that right? Or that doesn't make sense. And then you try to navigate um, all of the options of, okay, well, Maybe I listen to this person because I trust them and I think they're knowledgeable. And, but, um, yeah, but you just get caught in all of the muck and the mire of what is worldly and worldly wisdom, intellectual knowledge. And it's just, I mean, it comes up empty basically at the end of the day. So there is a lot of information. Uh, Freddie did a good job of talking about the, uh, digital age and the information age and like you said Gina the just the quantity and the vast amount of content uh, that's that's available but that doesn't mean just because it's available and uh, accessible uh, online doesn't mean that it's necessarily accurate or applies to our lives when we think about worldly wisdom something we should always be cautious of in our well, in our entertainment and those things we enjoy It's this idea that everything has a message, everything. We can certainly talk about songs, but even in the movies we watch, there is a worldview that is behind them. Even last night, I walked through the living room and my wife had started watching a movie she had found on one of the streaming services. And it was something in the title that caught my eye, something, well, it was very innocent, but it still caught my eye. I'm not gonna give you the name of the movie, but I did a quick research and unfortunately, it affirmed what I thought. And I said, I said, let me tell you about the message behind this movie, what they're wanting to communicate. It does. It's not just about positive thinking. It's about how you can literally change the universe just by your thoughts. See, everything has a message out there, even when it can be entertaining. So this is where, and all the more for me as a Christian, or for all of us as Christians, we need to be relying on the Holy Spirit to help us discern godly wisdom from worldly wisdom. Paul is going to help us see the role of the Holy Spirit and that he illuminates and he helps us to understand the things of God. Let's look at verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now, God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except his spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given us by God. We also speak these things, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things 
to spiritual people. As I listen to those words, and I appreciate you reading them uh, to us, Lynn, um, I, I want uh, kind of pat us on the back as uh, Bible Studies for Life uh, content editors developing uh, content, because we we have been very open to talking about the things of the Spirit, the work of the Spirit, how the Holy Spirit works, uh, more so than I've seen in some other resources that we've done in the past. And I just have a deep appreciation for our willingness to to tackle this kind of passage um, that is really all about how God works and, and who this Holy Spirit is and the benefits that come to us because of Him. Um, so I hope that our groups, as they uh, are reading our content and they're getting together to talk, uh, are are beginning to have some conversations ab- about the role and the work of the Holy Spirit and the benefits that are ours because the Holy Spirit is at work. And that's what uh, Paul is getting at in this passage, it seems to me. Chris, I don't think this is an option for us to talk about. I mean, it's critical that we be in tune with the Spirit, that we be filled with the Spirit, that we be led by the Spirit. And when you go to John uh, chapter 15, where Jesus is teaching on the vine and the branches, he says, you know, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And if a person remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. And then he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, when we talk about Christology, the Trinity, we know we got Jesus in our life. Christ is in our life. But how is he in our life? His Holy Spirit is in us. So we have to rely on Him because if we do not, we, we, we can't do anything that is eternal, anything that's effective, that is truly fruitful. Well, I was just looking at um, a line in here, Freddie Cardoza, the writer, shared. says, our minds can easily be misled and spiritually exploited. That's why the mind must be guarded and focused on the things of God. And so it just occurs to me that that is an illustration to me that the Holy Spirit is just, is that filter. Everything filters through that. And that affects everything that I think, that um, everything I do, everything I watch, I listen to, like Lynn was saying. It just, that's the filter that everything goes through, no exceptions. Gina, that also brings us back to something that we had stressed many times in Bible Studies for Life, the importance of spending time in God's Word on a daily basis. Now, for me personally, I have to make that the first thing I do in the morning. It's the first thing I'm doing is I am reading. I'm absorbing God's Word it's so that everything that happens after that, I want it to be filtered through the fact that I've been listening to God. If not, I think I will tend to want just to pick up whatever the world is telling me, whatever the world is teaching me. So uh, in this passage, we're reminded that, you know, Paul said, we, we are, uh, the spirit is in us. We're, we're talking about spiritual matters because our, our lives have been transformed uh, by God, and by his spirit. And, and so we're speaking about spiritual matters, knowing that the spirit is at work in us to help to guide us and help us to understand. Um, in a few moments, we're going to see that, uh, that's not true of people who don't have God's Spirit in them. That's right. When you get to verse 14, Paul does make that contrast. Let me start reading there. But the person without the Spirit 
does not receive what comes from God's Spirit because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, and yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who knows the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Just as God reveals things to me, he helps me to see life. He helps me to see everything about the world around me, to see it from Christ's perspective. We typically read the Bible and we read like the Christian uh, standard Bible version that we use. But hearing that, um, it just sounds so good. It sounds so smooth. It, it, it's, it makes sense. What Paul is talking about uh, about the about the spirit and that the uh, the you know I think in the New American Standard and and older translations they make a distinction from what they will call the natural man versus the spiritual man. But this made just as I listened to you read that, uh, it made so much sense. There was such clarity uh, in those words about uh, the things of the spirit and us understanding. Uh, are having a better understanding of how to uh, to know uh, that God is working, that He has set us apart, that He's with us and in us to to guide us in every aspect of life. So I find it helpful as I begin reading Scripture to keep Psalm one hundred and nineteen verse eighteen in mind. Lord, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in Your law. And as we get into a Bible study group, we ought to make that our prayers well. God, as we get into this group, open my eyes. Now, as teachers, we may pray, God, help me open my eyes as I prepare and as I teach, as I communicate. But we should be praying for those in our group as well, those who will be during that group time. God, open their ears. Open their minds by your Spirit. Guide them to understand the principles in your Word so they may apply them and grow from them. We really should pray that for each other. So it's a cool thing that People can gather around God's Word. People who have the same Spirit in them can be guided by God's Spirit to understand His Word and apply it to our lives. Uh, We have a great opportunity uh, with this passage to talk about some of the benefits that are ours as believers to come together around God's Word and have these kind of spiritual conversations with the Spirit involved in those conversations. As we end the study on what it means to be set apart, living a holy life, we've seen the Holy Spirit's role. We're set apart in Christ, and we're set apart in His Spirit because the Spirit helps us to know how to live holy lives. Gina, Chris, thank you for a really good conversation. Well, I appreciate that, Lynn, and appreciate um, your leadership in this conversation. And I want to say thank you to our, our listeners. I hope that this is beneficial to you guys to uh, to hear God's word and to have these conversations around God's word. I uh, hope that it will help you as you think through what it means for us as believers to be set apart and that great hope and promise that we have that we are not alone, that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us in every part of our lives. Now, Lynn, I thought I think you and uh, Gina are going to have a little bit of conversation about uh, young adult work. Is that correct? We do have a young adult resource that Gina has been the content editor on for quite a while. Becoming with Fall, which is our next issue of Bible Studies for Life, the young adult material is transitioning. 
It's going to become the Daily Discipleship Guide. Now, many of you know we already have a Daily Discipleship Guide, but what we're doing with that guide is we're going to make it very young adult driven, young adult oriented. Gina, you want to tell us what we're doing to make this a strong young adult piece. For those listening who aren't familiar with the Daily Discipleship Guide, the layout is a little different and there's there's group study content as well as five days worth of daily study that will take the user deeper into the content. And what we are doing now with the Daily Discipleship Guide moving forward starting in the fall is we're recruiting writers specifically for the Daily Discipleship Guide who will write to the young adult audience. So many of these writers are young adults themselves. Are they involved in young adult ministry? They're familiar with the audience and they approach the content from that perspective that the user is a young adult. So if you're used to using the Daily Discipleship Guide with your group, keep using it. I mean, it's great. That's fine. But it's going to have that added element that we're really trying to use to reach the Gen X and the millennials in the world they live on a daily basis. So for now, those of you who are currently using the DDG, let me tell you, though, about one big difference. Currently, your leader guide content is in the back of the book. But with fall, you're going to be getting your own special leader guide. The reason we're doing that is we're giving you more content. Uh, You'll have a whole lot more commentary than you've had in the past. You'll have some articles. It's going to be a much more robust leader guide. But we realize that as much as we're giving you, we couldn't have it all in one book. So we've separated it out. Gina, tell us, what are we doing different with the daily discipleship guide the group members will use? There will be more content for the user in the daily discipleship guide. So like I mentioned, there's the there's the spread for the group time. Um, each daily reading will have a page of its own uh, for the five days of study. We've got uh, live it out options and we've extended the uh, talk it out section of the study to encourage the group members to get out together and meet with two or three other others from their group and really talk in depth about some of the content. And so we increased the content there so that they've got some guides on what they, what they might talk about. That um, I really like what you've done with this because not only is the person reading those daily readings have with more content, they're now allowed to go deeper. And we're also providing a better opportunity for them to meet with just two or three people. So you've got the group time, the individual time, and then that part called talk it out, which allows them in a smaller content context to talk about the study. Well, we're super excited about it and can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do with it. So I invite you to go to lifeway.com, look under Bible Cities for Life, and you can see some information about the Daily Discipleship Guide and the changes that are coming with it. And we're glad that you've joined us for this podcast, and we do hope that you have a great study. We look forward to being with you again next week.